Hello, and welcome to the Foot School Podcast. I'm Andy Brummage. It's July on Loomis Place, and our Horizons at Foot Summer program is in full swing. Horizons is a six-week academic and enrichment program dedicated to creating opportunities for New Haven Public School students from low-income families. It does this by providing a joyful, safe, inspiring learning environment, and by empowering students to thrive in school and engage in an ever-changing world. Horizon students take part in a hands-on academic curriculum and participate in yoga, dance, visual art, music, sewing, baking, swimming, and much more. Every student receives a full scholarship funded through independent donations and grants. This summer, Foot Humanities teacher Sheila Levy led a two-week unit on storytelling for Horizon students in grades six through eight. After watching videos from the Moth Storytelling Education Program, students learn the essential components of storytelling to craft their own narratives. The students' stories tell about struggles with body image, what to do when you witness bullying, video gaming with a friend, and a karate match with an edge-of-your-seat ending. Here are six students' stories, recorded on a picnic table in the sacred woods. Hello, my name is Alyssa, and my story is titled Horizons. Summer camp. Six weeks of hot summer fun with friends. Swimming, running, arts and crafts, etc. We had been in the camp since we were five. We are now ten. At our age, it was common for us to think everything was lame. For example, games, math, ELA. Among these things was recess. For the first week, we enjoyed swinging for an hour and talking about the newest camp gossip. After a week of this, though, we got bored. We barely had anything to talk about, and some of the swings were occupied by the younger members of the club. We found ourselves bored. The playground to us was just a sweaty, unclean, noisy BO station. After a few weeks of this, we decided to venture out on the playground. We, we devised a plan. When the teachers dropped us off at recess, uh, we would sneak behind them and explore the campus. Our plan worked. My two friends, Jaden and Nildalise, and I were now walking around the foot campus, the bricks scraping our bare skin while the sun burnt our backs. We stopped, panted, and began to look around. Around us were four main buildings. We leaned on one of the buildings. That building has AC, Jaden said, staring at the open door in front of us. We took our sweaty backs off the wall and walked in. The breeze hit us like a truck. We stood in the cool air for a few minutes before deciding to look around. We saw a large fishbowl, a chalkboard, and several seats. After a while, we decided to go back. We made it 10 minutes before we were going to leave for recess. We did the same thing for the rest of the week. It was miraculous nobody noticed we were gone. We had so much fun exploring buildings and walking into cool rooms. We saw small animals and observed the overall feeling of a private school. This is a huge campus, Nodalise said. The next week, we decided to do the same thing. We snuck behind the teachers and into our hiding space. It was really hot that day, so we decided to go into a classroom. We leaned on the wall and talked. You look like a demogorgon, Jaden said to me. We all burst out laughing. Oh yeah, I said. Well, you look like... Just then, we heard footsteps coming near us. Run, Nosley said. We were running for a few seconds, and then it finally hit me that I was running. I immediately realized I wasn't a track star and started panting and running with less speed and coordination. I was right behind Jaden. I just told myself to put one foot in front of the other. What if that person was going to kidnap us? What if they were a teacher or an intern? We'd be in big trouble, I thought, as my feet slapped against the pavement. Just then, I felt something block my right leg in the pavement and realized I was falling. I realized it was Jaden's leg, and before I could balance, I fell down. Hard. There was a brief sting on my right knee. The other two stopped. Oh my god, Jaden said, looking down at me. What? I responded. 
Your knee, Nolili said. I lurked down at my right knee. Replacing my clear, healthy knee were several wounds. The biggest being a wound in the center of my knee, which was bleeding like crazy. I decided to pull myself up and started walking. When I put my hand on the pavement to do so, I let out a groan. I looked down at my hands. They were covered in bleeding cuts. Jaden and Nodalise helped me up. I put my arms around them as they carried me out. We now had two choices. Tell the truth, get help, but be in a lot of trouble. Or lie, get help, and get away with it. We chose the second one, fearing our parents' wrath. What happened, our teacher asked, seeing my bloody knee. Um, she fell while running, Nodali said. I mean, it was the truth. I had fallen while running, yet we didn't tell them about the footsteps or the violation of the rules. I got some gauze. I winced as he cleaned my room with the rubbing alcohol. My knees started to foam. When I got home, my knees started to bleed through the gauze. Unfortunately, my mom wasn't as gullible as the teachers and didn't think I scraped my knee that badly from the wood chips in the playground. I was forced to tell the truth. The whole truth. I got in big trouble and had to promise never to go back to the place again. After the incident, we decided never to go back. You never found out who those footsteps came from. The story itself makes me laugh to this day. I can't believe we got away with it. The scar on my right knee is a reminder of my stupidity and the fun days I had at camp. My name is Jayana, and my story is called Body. The topic about anything to do with girls' bodies is very touchy. It's been talked about for years and will be for years to come. From their hair length to their weight, talking about this can really do some damage to a girl's self-esteem. Sometimes this could result in girls obsessing and sometimes hating their looks. This makes their self-esteem very low. Personally, I could relate to this topic. From a young age, I was very observant. When watching TV, I would always notice products made for girls like serums, to make them appear younger. I always wondered who and why people would buy stuff like this. But while growing up, I discovered the reasons why more and more girls start buying it. Others would get plastic surgery and more. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with doing stuff like this, but most people do it for the wrong reasons. Most of them feel pressured by others or so they look perfect for others. Most people think of perfection. They had their own way of thinking. Throughout my experience, I found myself being extremely cautious of what I look like on a daily basis. This made me feel drained, emotionally and mentally. I felt like I was limiting myself to many things just so I wouldn't be judged. It was around March of 2020 when COVID hit. I remember being very excited about the random two-day weekend, but sadly, it turned into months. We were quarantined. For so long, it felt like it had been years since I saw other people, but I adapted to it rather quickly. Everything we did in school was now online. I took this long break as an opportunity to work on myself. Throughout this break, I was able to rebuild my confidence and work on my mental health. This helped a lot with schoolwork and my personal life. I was able to pursue high-quality work and become more social. So overall, I don't regret anything that I did during that time. It helped me a lot in many ways. And I was able to learn skills that will help me throughout high school. Scrolling through social media today, you will see thousands of people, all different shapes and sizes. But have you ever seen a post of someone that you find so beautiful or handsome, but when you go to the comments, you notice hate comments? Well, I have to say, that happens to everyone. Even famous celebrities like Kylie Jenner. There will always be haters, but as long as you have self-confidence and love yourself, they shouldn't matter. Don't let others make you feel insecure about yourself. You'll just end up getting anxiety. My advice, self-love always wins. My name is Matthias and my story is called Karate Time. We need to do this, okay, Matthias? 
my dad said as we entered the tournament. It was a triple crown tournament hosted by the Crane Company. There were only three of them, and they were really big deals. This tournament was held in Rhode Island. Before my dad and I got there, we were jamming to Spanish music. When we got out and went to the place where the tournament was held, I practiced my form for about three times and sparred with my dad for a couple minutes. So forms are a group of punches, kicks, and a whole bunch of other stuff in different directions. Sparring is basically MMA fighting, but with pads and not not that serious, not, not that intentional. So in sparring, you need a helmet, some hand pads to punch, basically, yeah, and foot pads and a chest protector. And for boys, you need a cup to protect uh, your, your thing. So yeah. And you can only punch and kick above the waist. If you punch below or kick below, you're disqualified. My hands were sweaty and they were shaking because in sparring, I've never beat this kid named Jadiel. But I've always beat him in forms. Ever since the last tournament where he beat me, I've trained so hard because I wanted to beat him really bad. I always got first place in forms, but always second in sparring because Jadiel always beat me. The problem is that a kick is two points and a punch is one, and he gets four or five already. I wanted to be the best. Whoever gets five points first wins. Every time I spar against him, I always get three or four points on him. I thought in my head that I can beat him because every night I practice with my dad and he never went easy on me. Soon enough, it was time to fight. I got a kick on him, two points. So the score was 2-0. Jadio kicked back, now it was tied 2-2. I punch him in the chest and now I have three points and only need a kick for two points and I would win. I tried to kick, but Jadio punched two. Now it was 3-3. Now it was the most nervous of all that he might win again. It was now tied, and Jadio tried to kick, but I blocked and kicked him in the head. Match, a judge screams. Yes, I say in my head, I won. After that, I got my two first place trophies, which were four feet tall. My whole dojo celebrated out Buffalo Wild Wings. I was so happy I even bragged about it to my mom and sister. My family was so happy and my sister gave me her fidget spinner because her and I made a bet that if I win, I get her toy. My name is Kaylon and my story is the monster we call grief. My world was great, nothing to worry about. It was all sunshines and rainbows. But one day, all the sunshines and rainbows turned to dark clouds and rain when my grandmother died. I just wanted things to go back to the way they were. I never lost someone I loved before. I never felt grief before. I couldn't control how I was feeling. I couldn't control my actions. I couldn't control anything. My world was falling apart and I couldn't do anything about it. I knew I needed help. I just didn't know how to get it. So I talked. I talked to my teachers and I got help. I can't say I'm 100% okay, but I'm somewhat there. Grief is a monster and you can't let it swallow you whole. Hello, my name is Jaylon, and let me tell you a story of how I failed and learned something big from it. So here we are. 
I spent my time chilling in my room, you know, hanging out with friends. So you know I'm chilling, playing a game called Dragon Ball Z Universe 2. I played a ranked match. Ranked match is where you fight expert players, and the more you beat, the harder it gets. And I instantly regretted it. So at night, I kept playing and losing until I raged, until I finally stopped and broke out in tears. I cried because I kept on losing. Felt like I couldn't improve. So I went to sleep and woke up the next day feeling like, alright, I'm ready to try again. But then I remember something from it. A person. Swift D ZB1 is a friend of mine on Xbox, and I ran into him and ranked. And we had a good match. He taught me how to play. Taught me that this game has no skills and no need to rage over it. I got a lot of help from that one person. He basically changed me in a way that I was able to improve and get through it. And a quote from Swift ZB1 himself. This game has no skill. Try not to rage and just move on. Thanks for reading. Hi, my name is Joey and my story is called Helping Someone in Need. When I went to my brother's basketball game, I thought I would just sit and watch him play like everyone else, but that didn't go as planned. When I was sitting on the bleachers, next to me on the left side was this group of girls. There were three of them. They looked eight or nine, and I was 11 at the time. They were all playing with the girl dolls at first. I didn't notice them being mean to the girl that shared her dolls with them because I was on my phone watching TikTok, of course. When I did notice, I was debating if I should say anything because they were all cousins, and I know this, but I will tell you later on in the story. I was waiting to see if they would stop bullying her or if they were just being funny, but they didn't stop. I knew the game was about to end, so I had to think fast on what to say to them. I kept hearing them say, why do you always want to play with us? There's not enough dolls. We are using the girl doll, so you have to play with the boy doll. Oh my god, you're so annoying. We don't want to play with you. Leave us alone. Finally, the girl that was getting bullied went to her mom, who was all the way at the bottom of the bleachers. And since she was gone, I said to the girls, you know those are her dolls, right? So therefore, if she's so annoying to you, how about you guys put her dolls down and go with your mom, and then she won't be annoying. And if she wants to play with her dolls, she can. Whatever dolls she wants, she can get, because at the end of the day, it's hers. So how about you guys get the boy dolls? And how about you guys stop bullying her? When I was done talking to them, I overheard the girl that was telling her mom that they were being mean to her. She said, Mommy, can you tell them to stop being mean? And the mom just said, they're your cousins, now go play. I felt so bad to the mom that didn't say anything to them, so she went back up there. And the two girls kept rolling their eyes at me because I did the right thing. I hope this short story shows people that if you see someone getting bullied and you're just watching, maybe you should help even though you're scared. At the end of the day, it makes a difference to the person that was getting bullied because you don't know how to take it personally and helping them can make them can make a difference. You can learn more about Horizons at Foot by visiting the program's website www.horizonsatfoot.org That's all for this episode. Thanks for listening, and see you next time. Foot School Podcasts are a production of The Foot School An independent school for grades K-9 to in New Haven, Connecticut. Subscribe to our podcast and leave us a rating and a review while you're there. It will help other people find our podcast. Find more information at www.footschool.org. Thank you for listening!